Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. It's 43 hours to kick off. Yes, it is. I'm sure I'll get corrected in the next couple of hours. 12 o'clock Sunday, Rangers <coughs> against Celtic. At Ibrox, there are three points in it at the top of the Premiership. 14 of a goal difference in Celtic's favour. And the big news confirmed today, Barry Ferguson, is no Alfredo Morelos. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's a massive blow, Rob. No doubt about it. Um... He's one of Rangers' main players. Um, so, listen, it's an opportunity for somebody else to go and um, show that they they can be the Rangers' number nine. You've got Kemar Roof, you've got Sakala, even Ryan Kent can play through the middle. But to lose Morelos is a, a big blow. Um, but look, it happens in football. Um, Sid will tell you the same thing. We played against Celtic, we lost some really important players. You've just got to go on with it. It's par for the course. Um, so... It'll be interesting to see who plays um, through the middle um, instead of Morelos, but to lose a player of that importance is a body blow. How are Rangers going to replace their top goalscorer? Barry's going to tell us in the next couple of hours. As for Celtic, Simon Donnelly, uh, everyone fit for Sunday apart from James Forrest. So that means Tom Rogic is OK. He wouldn't have made it last weekend. He will make it this weekend. Yeah. And Kyogo is fit and ready. Does he start? Eh... Uh, no one hands, I have no idea. He's, he <laughs> likes to pull one uh, rabbit out of the hat at times. I, I remember Leverkusen, we spoke about it uh, before the show started when it was almost no chance and he suddenly appeared to start the game. I thought we'd have been leaning towards maybe the, the Scottish Cup semi-final for Kyogo, but he's fit. I would maybe expect to see him on the bench. Simon's going to draft out his starting lineup. He doesn't know it, but he does now for Sunday, 12 o'clock at Ibrox. What is the Celtic team going to be? I guess we probably know maybe nine certainties of the 11 positions. Uh, and as for Rangers, uh, what are they going to do? Um, maybe more predictable, but what is that attacking combo going to be for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his team in the absence of Alfredo Morelos? Um, Barry, does that does it affect your... The fact there's no Morelos, does that affect your thinking, your confidence going into the game from a Rangers point of view? No, because plain and simple, Rangers need to win the game if, if they've got any hopes of retaining the, the title, Rob. Um, look, it is a, a massive blow because, as I said, he's such an important player. Um, but the reason why you have a big squad is these things happen in football. Um, so that it's a real opportunity for somebody else to come in and, and show that they, they can be the Rangers number nine, as I said before. Um, so I don't think it'll affect Rangers. Look, it's disappointing, but... You can't let it fester. You've got to go on with it. Um, Gio knows now that he's not going to be available. So the next um, 
obviously tomorrow's training session before the game is a big important one and as I said there's only one result for Rangers Rob tomorrow and that, uh, sorry on Sunday and that's to get the three points or Celtic for me um, I've got one hand um, on the title He's out for Sunday uh, but for how much longer? We have to wait the coming days because he will be assessed longer but uh, it will be you know I think a long term injury we don't know how long yet but uh, Hopefully we can give you more uh, more news after the weekend. But um, so yeah, he's out for sure. He had uh, an injury uh, while on duty in Colombia, a muscle injury. So uh, yeah, unfortunate for for him, for all of us, he won't be available on on Sunday. What do you think, Simon? Is the reaction to that news in the Celtic camp? Eh, uh, it's, it's hard. See this game. I, just as you were talking there, I remember over the years getting into the, rain, uh, the the dressing room at Ibrox or Celtic Park before these games and looking at at team lines and did you get a lift if somebody wasn't playing possibly but this game kind of serves up it doesn't always lean towards the normal if that makes sense you know the fact that Morelis is out it's mm. a chance for somebody else I just have to look as recent times as Kyogo losing Kyogo at a time where he was flying for Celtic he's, I think he's still their number one striker but they've seemed to cope and Jackie Macus has come in Back-to-back hat-tricks at Celtic Park, you know, top his form. It's a, it's an opportunity for somebody else. And I, I remember in this fixture the years going by, even goalkeepers missing it, you know, and not the number one goalkeeper being in and people jumping on automatically. Oh, that is pro for Celtic or vice versa with Rangers, depending on who it was that was out. But this game always serves up surprises. Hey, correct me wrong, I, I think I'm talking mid-90s, mid 96-97 um, when McCoyst uh, and Hatley and Eric Bo Anderson mm-hmm. came in for the blue uh, and scored the winner in the old firm game scored two yeah uh, two was it yep yeah, I, I can't remember but I, I know he made a real big mm. impact when obviously the, the regular number nines um, were, were out um, injured and, and missing so this is pretty similar quite unpredictable this is. Games. you know there's no but then I look at the players that, that are available for me Kemar Roof Barron having some niggly injuries, Rob, I rate highly. I think he's a a real top player. He's um, not Alfredo Morales though, is he? He's not. He's he's a bit different. Um, but one one thing about him, <clears throat> if you watch watch him playing inside the box, he's a predator. His movement's really good inside the box. Look, we, Alfredo Morelos up top, there's a phys- real physical presence there. No doubt about it. And he's all-round game, I think, since Gio's come in. It's certainly improved and, and look, there's no doubt he will be a big miss but I look at who can replace him and I'm I'm comfy enough with Kemar Roof or, or Sakala but I think it'll be Kemar Roof that'll, that'll replace him. And for all uh, the presence and the ability and the goals you get, Simon, from Alfredo Morelos, he doesn't have a great scoring record against Celtic. A lot, you know, Rangers fans will be saying at this point, well, actually, you know, the, Celtic are not the opposition... <clears throat> against which he's had the most joy. So actually, maybe Kemar Roof can be as good as Morelos effectively in that position. Yeah, maybe, but I think he put that right in recent games, Morelos, uh, against Celtic. And I think he's he's been back to his best, particularly in Europe. Mm. You know, whatever's happened since Gio walked in the door, you've probably seen the Morelos of a year or so ago. Uh, a big presence for Rangers up front and, and bringing goals to the team as well. So... He has a loss. He has a loss and Rangers fans will be gutted that he's not fit. But again, it's an opportunity for somebody else like a, a Kemar Roof to come in and do a job. 
In terms of Morelos, it was interesting. I was talking to you and Roy McKay at the, the Legends game on the Saturday, yeah. and I was saying I've, I've seen a massive differences. All the Rangers fans have mm. with Morelos, and they said that he has stripped um, a bit of weight, four or five kilos, and, and you can see the difference in him mm. on the pitch. I, I think he's he, he's upped his game. Um, it's went up levels, and the difference in him since Gio uh, has come in is, is night and day. Because uh, before that, he missed pre-season, he was late coming back, um, it wasn't great, his performances weren't at the level that you expect, but certainly since Gio's come in, he's, he's been one of the, the top performers, and there's no doubt he will be a big miss, but listen, that's why you carry big squads, Rob. Mm. Do you think Roy Mackay's had a big influence on him then, you know, as a, as a player who played that position? Yep, I had a good chat with him about it, and, and he, he really likes him, he, he, he says he could tell within one or two days, obviously he's watched them on plenty videos um, but you, you could tell there was a real player in there but one thing that they noticed is he had to lose a bit of, a bit of timber and mm. you, you can see the difference in that they've obviously worked him hard and you've got to give Morelos credit as well because he's obviously took it on board and it's made such a difference um, to him so as I, I go back to it listen I, I'm not going to um, kid on here it's a massive miss but as I said I'm comfy enough Watson and standby to come in and replace him. We heard what uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst said there. Um, long-term injury was the phrase he used. He also, in a follow-up question, said, you know, he's out for the next couple of weeks and I think over the weekend there'll be an assessment made of actually how long mm. specifically he is going to be out for. Could he be out for the rest of the season, do you think? It's a possibility when you say it's long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see the pictures of him at the airport, Rob, were you um, surprised at that, 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 that we saw publicly those pictures and we were all speculating yesterday before Rangers had a chance to actually have their say? Yeah, when you're, you're flying down, maybe you could have went in a side door or whatever, because um, that's when all the, the rumours and whatever uh, start. But I, I've had thigh injuries in the past, and I'm sure Sid said them. Um, but when you're on crutches, that, that tells me that it's a serious thigh um, problem he's got. And when you hear the manager speak there, it could be long term. Um, that tells me it could be for the rest of the, the season I hope not because Rangers have got so many important games and he's such an important player um, but we just need to wait and see over the next couple of weeks What do you think? 0808 17 17 700 on the socials at Go Football Show um, What do you think about the fact that Rangers will be minus Alfredo Morelos on Sunday? What do you think about the fact Celtic will have uh, Tom Rogic and Kyogo in the squad there at full strength uh, apart from James Forrest, uh, Rangers uh, obviously without Yanis Hadji long term and now without their top marksman as well. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to join in with the football chat. Here's Ange Postacoglu from his media conference today talking about Celtic's injuries or lack of them. Injury-wise, uh, everyone's got through the international window well. Uh, the only one who's not available for the weekend is uh, James Forrest. Still got a bit of a, a niggle from uh, his last game, so um, uh, he's the one that's uh, ruled out. Everyone else uh, returned from international duty okay, presented okay, and uh, and the rest have been training all week. He's an international man of mystery, isn't he, Ange Postacoglu? He, he's kept it all pretty quiet all the way along. He, he did, the only <coughs> thing he said at one point was that Kyogo was two and a half weeks behind David Turnbull, he thought, in terms of recovery. But he's back and he's ready, back in training, ready to go on Sunday. And it gives Celtic, surely, whether he starts or not, a massive boost, Simon. Yeah, he's good at that, you know, 
no transparency at all. Keep your opponents thinking to the last minute. I, I quite like that that way he's got about him. Uh, the lift that would give Celtic fans to see Kyogo back on the bench even would be huge. I think the first part of the season, incredible what he brought to the team, full of energy, real touches of class, uh, highlighted in the final with the, the way he took his goals against Hibs, what he was all about. And yeah, they've missed him and they haven't missed him because they've been... It's, it, it goes to show how well Celtic have coped, you know, this run that they're on without him, but he definitely enhances that team. I just think at the weekend, it's maybe one or two games too early for him. It would be extremely harsh on Jackie Marcus not mm. to, to lead the line after the hat-trick in the last game. So, yeah, I'd expect him to start on the bench, but again, a huge lift for, for the Celtic following. A hat-trick in his last game, two hat-tricks in the last five games, Barry. I think it's nine goals in his last seven games, Yakimakis. I mean, he is on on hot form. I mean, you, you would surely wouldn't be leaving him out from a Celtic point of view Sunday. Yeah, well, that that would be most people's um, That would be logic. <laughs> yeah, but with Postacoglu... You've got um, to be feeling he'll start, don't yeah, you? Yeah, he's very stone-faced. I, I, I just... I think he could spring a surprise here. Um... I know he's been out since Boxing Day. I know they've got a lot of um, big games coming up. But it'll be interesting to see at uh, 11 o'clock mm. whether Kyogo um, starts. Because, to be honest, what a find he's been. I never knew anything about him. Like mm. most people, he impressed me. Not just his goal scoring, but his, um, his movement. But he's a, he's a real team player. Real team player. So we just need to wait till 11 o'clock to, to see. But with Postacoglu, you never know. He doesn't give much away. Um, he says he's been training um, obviously the last couple of weeks so it'll be interesting to see at 11 o'clock I mean he just, he launched, he just launched him into the League Cup final didn't he? He, he, did. he uh, did and and he got the goal you know he got two brilliant goals <coughs> that, that won that won the trophy for Celtic maybe you know he, he has that these he talismanic no, he, qualities he, he, he definitely has the, the qualities that you're talking about there and that game that came just before he, he, his breakdown at McDermott which you know, you're thinking he was back flying because the way he took those goals was incredible. Uh, you'll struggle to see two better finishes in the final, turned it on its head, won, won the cup for Celtic and then pulled up the following week, was it? Or the, a few days later mm -hmm. at McDermott. So he definitely has, as you say, talismanic qualities there. And the lift it'll give just to see him coming out there and, and warming up would be fantastic. I don't know. Um, Fergie thinks he might spring a, a surprise. Mm -hmm. I think he'll start on the bench, but it's just good to see him back fit. Talking of two great finishers, um, I did happen to notice your first two <laughs> Celtic goals appearing in the course of the week uh, on social media. Yeah, uh, not bad. The fresh-faced Simon. What were you at that? Were you 18? 19. 19. 19. So I'd actually... Long time ago, that. Yeah, somebody put that up on social media. I hadn't seen those two goals virtually since that time. Mm. And I'd like to, to boast about my achievements, particularly to my sons. So they hadn't seen it, so they've all now seen the first. Who was that against? Who was the game Wraith against? Rovers. And right. a horrible... Did you see the pitch? The pitch was uh -huh. terrible. Yeah. It was like Weetabix. Uh, it was a Wednesday night. Wraith Rovers, 1994. Right. Do you remember how that felt, scoring your first Celtic Amazing. goals? Amazing. Because I'd came off the bench a couple of times, once at Easter Road, and then I did my taste of Celtic part. I think it was against Muddle the, the Saturday before. Obviously did well enough to, to merit a, a starting place. I was up front with Charlie Nicholas, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, Billy Faulkner possibly started or came on because 
only know that because he's involved in my second goal. But just amazing, 19, that's, that's what dreams are made of. That was my first start and managed to get on the score sheet. You're, you're just talking about pitches here. Ibrox is like bowling green. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't believe, it's the best yeah. I've seen it. I could not believe how good. Did you wish you were bowling on it rather than having to run around? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I tried to run around, but one thing about the, the surface on Sunday will be perfect for... It wasn't always like that. I, no, I remember Ibrox... Something yeah, just with the stands and the light. And the, the corners were, were bare at times yeah. um, and the surface over the last few years has not been great but that is the best I've, I've seen it in a long, long time. Were the Donnellys Junior impressed with those two goals? They've got to be. I'm saying it myself. I'm blowing one truck. They have a couple of good goals. I'm not serious. Can, can you get them up? I'll, I'll show you them. We'll show them We'll get them up during the commercial break. You can have a wee <laughs> look, Barry, and uh, give us your sort of uh, expert analysis on them. What about your first... Do you mem- rem- remember your first Rangers goal? Yep, against um, Dunfermline at East End Park. Actually playing against my brother. Right. He was at Dunfermline. Right. Um, left footer, right into the top oh, corner. Wow. Um, that was my... Age, first goal, age 19. So you both 19 when you scored yep. your first goal for Celtic and Rangers. Yep. What age were you when you made your, your debut? Um, 18. 18. Yeah. So uh, that was, it was a weird one because it was obviously hard for my, my mum and dad. Mm. Obviously their mm. two sons playing against each other and it was, it was strange. Um, Did you have a kick it, at each other? Yeah, listen, you've got to treat it. Like, it was like yeah, an enemy for di- Were you pretty directly up against each other in yeah, the game? Yeah. Straight against them. Yeah. yeah. And you you've got to, you can't think that's your brother. I'm I'm playing with Rangers here. I'm I need to win. Um so if the opportunity came that you had to kick him, you have got to kick him. Um and I, I remember remember the at East End Park where you came <coughs> out the middle and you walked down the stairs. I, yeah. We were right beside each other. And I, I just obviously at the side of my eye I, I see him, but I couldn't look at him. I couldn't look at him. Because I had to focus. Because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't one of the ones. Oh, how you doing? And good to see you, big brother, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was there to, to win the game, and obviously it was strange. Obviously scoring, um, and the game obviously with, with Derek playing. So it must have been a. It was a hard one for my mum and dad that day. They, mm-hmm. None of them were there. Didn't even listen to it on the radio. Um, so that was my first goal for Rangers. You weren't celebrating in the brother's face when you scored the goal. No, I was just surprised it went into the top bin with my left, left foot. foot. <laughs> left foot, top yep. corner. Yep. So, and there were lots to follow, weren't there, from that left foot? Yeah, there was a few, 60 odd more, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's all happening on Sunday, 12 o'clock at Ibrox. Rangers against Celtic, potentially pivotal in that uh, multi million pound title race. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, 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 go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're on. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the size of the strip. <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> oh, we're looking at... See, uh, makes the goals all that better. Yeah, can I just say that the first goal, great... Great first touch, but I'm not sure if you kick the ground. With the, where? With the, no, with the finish. come on. I, can, <laughs> I should say, if you've, if you've just tuned hey, in, we're talking about Simon Donnelly's first goal for Celtic. <laughs> and I saw somebody else saying the, the second one was a toe poke. Somebody said that, but Rob, it was in, in step. I've controlled it and yeah. I remember it. Is it was only po- 28 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Paul McStay crosses the ball Yeah, in? he clips it in and Willie Faulkner. He was a proper player. He was different class. Aye, Paul McStay was a proper you player. you play against him? No, no. He was away before. Mm. You used to call him the maestro, wasn't it? The maestro, yep. yeah. Like growing up, that when you you played, obviously, with your, your mates and whatever, and a few of them were, 
for Celtic fans. That that was always the player that they you no know, used to kid on. You were a you were a player. Mm. Um, that's what the, the Celtic um, fans used to kid on. They were the maestro. Um, Paul McStay but he could play the game wrong you must have commentated in yeah. many a games with yeah, Paul yeah. McStay no he was amazing wasn't he mm. um, and, and I guess I had loads of chances to, to go to would you be there South, game? Remember to the... I was at one of the games just as a kid when he scored was at Iceland he must have mm -hmm. been a teenager himself mm -hmm. do you remember yeah. that one yeah. I think he scored a couple that night yeah he was a magical player Fantastic. Yeah. see at times he got a bit of stick for the Celtic fans he uh -huh. uh -huh. and he, he I was think... the best player yeah yeah, but I th maybe the James Forrest syndrome as well. Mm -hmm. When you're at a club for a long time, that yep. you get taken for granted a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe the Rangers fans are a bit like that with James Tavernier at times. They jump on him, yep. uh, and he's been incredible for them. Um, it is the Go Radio Football Show talking about the 19-year-old Simon Donnelly's first goals for Celtic and the 19-year-old Barry Ferguson's first goal for Rangers. It was at East End Park against Derek and Dunfermline. We're just, we're just being taken aback by the sight of Stephen Presley. Elvis is in the building. Well, he's on the screen in the building uh, and he's involved in uh, some of the studio discussion leading up to the World Cup draw, which is almost upon us. I tried to wind up John Hartson last <coughs> night. He didn't take the bait right at the top of the show. I said, I wonder who Scotland will get in the in the draw for Qatar 2022 of course we're we're, bra <laughs> we're bracketed with Wales and Ukraine there's a lot uh, a lot to be decided uh, before we get that far but of course the draw is happening right now and uh, we will find out uh, hypothetically Barry who we could be grouped with in Qatar but uh, maybe that just adds to the pain if we don't actually qualify yeah. Rob but I've um, been brutally honest I think we will qualify I think we're good enough I really do. Yeah. I, I like the the way that the the squad. Well, Steve Clark's built the squad. Mm. I like the way we we play. Um, the type of football we play. As I said, I, I wait the start when Steve Clark took over. It was a slow burner. It wasn't great to watch, but he built for the back. He made sure we were solid and compact. And I just think every game um, we play, we look like winning. I mean, we're, what a run we're on just now. Yeah. Eight undefeated, six Fantastic. wins. And the six wins were in quali uh, qualification yeah, games. Yeah, the real games. Yeah, Poland. We should have beat Poland with that um, shocker of a penalty mm -hmm. towards the end. I mean, Austria. I think we would have beat Austria, but obviously he's wanting to make a few changes. I mean, you make a, a few changes, it kind of messes up the game a wee bit. Um, so listen, I'm always confident when Scotland are playing, I actually want to sit down and and watch them because as I say I think Scotland are a real good watch we've got some top players um, and I think this squad of players and you look at the young ones Hickey now starting to come in you've got Nathan Patterson you've got your Billy Gilmers you've got John Souters but I know he's a wee bit older 23-24 things are looking really yeah. bright for Scotland they're just projecting who Scotland might face in the group where we to get through. And there was just a projection there of possibly Brazil, great groups, Germany, <laughs> Senegal and Scotland, um, which would be a little bit challenging. So we're going to keep tabs on that World Cup draw uh, when it starts to unfold, when Elvis stops talking, probably, yeah, well, which might not be no soon. That, <laughs> um, but we're also obviously looking ahead to the big one on Sunday, Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, Rob McLean. And we've got Cami, a Rangers fan with us on the line. Hi, Cami. Hi guys, good evening. Good evening to you. What are you thinking? For Sunday, I'm nervous. Obviously, I was, um, I've seen the news earlier about Alfredo Morelos not being available. Mm. I think that's a big loss for Rangers. Um, but I'm looking forward to the game. I think, I think it could be quite a high-scoring one. For I'm, honest, I'm not really sure how Rangers will play it. I think Celtic will go for it. I think that's what they've done basically every game this season. I'm not too sure how Rangers will come out and play. 
but it's a big one. Cause, you know, I think if Celtic won it, then the title race is well, well in their hands. But if Rangers can get a win, then the title race is back on. Does it change your level of optimism, Cami, that, that Morelos isn't going to be there? Yeah, slightly. I, would say. I think it's a massive miss because I think under uh, Van Bronckhurst, Morelos has definitely been Rangers' best player. He's, um, he's changed his game. I think he's, he's running a lot more. He seems to have a lot more energy, scoring goals. I think it'll be a big loss. Um, especially, I think he loves playing against Celtic. You can see that when he plays. What would your attacking trio be for that game? Who would you have up front for Rangers? I'd, pl- I'd play, I think you've got to play Kamal Roof, Ryan Kent and possibly Joe Aribo off, off the right-hand side. Um, I'd, pl- I'd start having Ramsey as well, I'd start having the middle, but he did seem to play off the right-hand side uh, in the past few games against Ross County. Barry's, Barry's nodding, Cami, so I think he agrees. Yeah, I agree with, with Cami with, with the front three. I think Aribo will play in the right. I think he'll he'll go with um, Roof through the, the middle and obviously Ryan Kent and uh, and the left. Um, and the big dilemma is who's the middle three? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've went with a certain three, which I think um, Gio will go with, but I could be wrong because the great thing about that midfield area is Rangers have got a lot of quality mm. and a good thing as well people forget um, about Steve Davis he's went and played yep. in Northern Ireland <clears> so that'll be great to have him back look I don't think Dave will start the game but he'll certainly be involved and it'll be great to have a guy like that run about the, the dressing room but the three in the midfield um, I think it'll go with Jack Lundstrom and Glenn Kamara Is that your midfield three Cammy? I would uh, I, I, agree, I agree with Jack and Lundstrom it's just, I could see him putting in Scott Arfield instead of Kamara. I could see him playing Ramsey as well. But Kamara could also play. I think Jack and Lundstrom are, are certain. They'll start. I think it's a self-man midfield I'm not too sure on. I mean, we were talking with uh, John Hartson last night about this um, because he obviously watched that Wales-Austria game. <clears throat> Aaron Ramsey playing a big part in getting Wales to the, the playoff final. Does that give him a much better chance than he had of starting on Sunday, Barry? Yeah, but listen, I, I think he's he, he's quality, but I just think this game came too soon for him to, to start on it. Um, obviously, we having that injury and been out for a couple of weeks. I think he had another couple of games under his belt, Rob. I think then it was an almost certainty he was going to start the game, but I, I could be wrong here, but I'm just going with, with my opinion here. I think that's the three that he will go with. Great to see him, obviously, complete another 90 minutes mm. he, he had it the previous week well 80 odd minutes he scored the goal up at Dundee um, but I, I think this game um, has came too quick for him and that I think that's the three that he'll, he'll go but listen I could be wrong it's great because you've got so much quality in there for three positions you can push a Rebo into play in the middle and put Ar- Scotty Arfield who's been <coughs> excellent since Gio's come in as well so the manager's going to have a, a sleepless night because obviously I think he'll pick his team tomorrow and obviously go through the shape of it and, and set pieces. So I think tonight will be a, a sleepless night for the Rangers manager. And I guess, Simon Donnelly, when uh, Aaron Ramsey was signed on loan from Juventus in January, it was with this sort of game in exactly. mind, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And I know what Barry's saying. I, I never, I only seen the highlights of the Wales game. Uh, I'm just going on his reputation. And as you say, what he was probably brought to the club 
to be involved in these big games and they've got big games coming up. So if he was fully fit for me, it'd be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's top-notch, uh, but it's whether he is top, uh, fully fit and I don't think that's the case just now. So he'll maybe have a, a bit part to play, but there's other games coming as well. We touched on Kyogo for the semi-final. That semi-final uh, involves Ramsey as well. So it's... It's one of the ones where Gio will know the best what state he's in, what condition he's in. Maybe it's just a game too early for him. Is it disappointing, Cammy, that we're into April now um, and, and Aaron Ramsey hasn't made a massive contribution so far and Ahmad Diallo hasn't been what we thought probably was going to be on loan from Man United either? Yeah, I think so. It has been disappointing because when Ramsey was signed, it was, I mean, it was huge. No one expected it to happen. It was, it was awfully on deadline day. It was a massive signing and everyone was excited by it. Um, I don't think he's had the impact. He, he would have wanted at Rangers. I think he's had a few injuries, obviously, as well. Yeah, on Diallo, he was bought by my United for a lot of money. He's not really had his chance. Obviously, he scored in his debut, I think. He had that game at Parkhead and he never done too well. He, he's not really been in the picture since then. But for me, yeah, the two of them have been very disappointing. But more, more so Ramsey because that was a massive signing. See, see, in terms of Ramsey, I don't think you could pass up the opportunity to sign him. Look, the only negative I could see with Ramsey is not a lot of football. Um, but when a player of that quality becomes available, I think you, you've got to take mm. the chance to, to sign him. And that, that was the only negative I could see. Is he going to, how long is it going to take him to get up to speed? Did they play um, the, see the Austria game? Did they play the full 90 yep, minutes? Played yeah. the full 90. And then after that, I think it was the Annan game, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, down, down at Annan in the Scottish yep. Cup. Then he was injured for a couple of weeks. So it's a, been a bit stop start. And that, that's the problem you have with somebody who's not played for, I think his last game was, was it October? Or the start of November. That's right. Yeah, and he played, I think, October for Juventus, November for Wales. Yeah, at the start of November. Yep. So th that was that was obviously the, the only issue I could see with signing Ramsey. Um, but if it was the same again, I would still take the opportunity to sign him because I think he's a top player. The only problem is he's not 100% fit, but he's getting closer. He's getting closer. You've seen it in the Scottish Cup game against Dundee. He was a bit leggy. Same with the, the, the league game against Dundee. You could see bits where his quality shines through, obviously getting the goal, but you could see that he's still not 100%. So that's the reason why I don't think um, Gio will, will start him. But listen, I could be wrong. He might come in and see the next few training sessions. The, the training session today might have been flying. Mm -hmm. And that might totally change the manager's idea. I mean, it's a big jump in terms of intensity, isn't it? From Annan in the Scottish Cup, Dundee in the Scottish Cup at Dens, and then the following week, Dundee in his first league start. Yeah. Yes, he's played for Wales at international level, but f from a Rangers point of view, it's a big jump from Dens Park to Ibrox on Old Firm Day, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's the only reason I think, or the real reason that I can find that he wouldn't start, because he's a big game mentality player. He's got the quality. So that's unquestionable. It's just the, the physical side of it for him. Mm -hmm. uh, and as Fergus says, if he's if he's shown in training over the, the period since he's been back, Joe might decide he's, he's worth the risk that way. But in terms of quality, you know, if, if, if he's on the pitch from with the Celtic hat on, he's one to keep an eye on because he can do it. Yeah, he's a game changer. He is a game changer. There, there's no doubt when he's really fit, he is a top, top player that can win you a game of football. Um, so it'll be interesting to see and that's why it's all ifs and buts and we're picking our teams we, 
we could be totally wrong. Mm. We're, we're not seeing them close up. We're not seeing them on the, the training ground. Cami, is it win only for you for Rangers on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. Um, if I think you could also say if Rangers can take four points uh, out of six from the next two old firms, you'd be looking at and thinking that that's good. But I think Rangers, Rangers need to win this one on Sunday. It's in the, for me. It's at Ibrox. They've got a good advantage. Um, Rangers need to win it for me. But they're on. Maybe they've not been playing the best in the league, but in in Europe they've been doing very very well. They've come out with some very good results. They've got a big game on Thursday against Braga but yeah for me they need to win I asked this to Craig Moore last night sitting in that chair Barry do Rangers need a European style performance quality performance on Sunday that sort of level that they've hit in the games against Borussia Dortmund do they need to deliver at that level against Celtic on Sunday yep to, to win the game but it's going to be the polar opposite of, of what what way they went about it at Celtic Park Rangers have got to come out the traps and press them so high up the pitch um, and that's what I fully expect them to do. They, they need to take the game to Celtic. They need to put pressure on Celtic for the first second. And that's what I expect Rangers to do um, in Sunday. Once that whistle goes, right on top of them and pressurise them. That's the way that um, I think you can win the game against Celtic. And that's the way that I think Rangers will go. Because um, I think, I believe, if you sit back against Celtic, you're playing into you're playing into their hands. I think you need to play Celtic at their own game and start the game at 100 mile an hour and get in their faces and make it real tough for them. And Simon, we know exactly what the Ange Postacoglu <clears throat> plan is, don't we? Because it doesn't change. And that's what that's why I'm excited about this game coming around because I think both teams, it's the biggest one between the two for as long as I can remember, really. The title race is really tight. I think both teams will go for it. I, th- I agree. Rangers have to win this for me. I think just for momentum, getting it back to level, albeit Celtic have got a, a substantial better goal difference. I think they just need to, if it goes to six or it stays at three, Celtic have made a huge step forward with what, five, six games left? Six. And six, and the advantage of a game against Rangers at home to come as well. Uh, so I think Rangers have to, as, as Barry says, they have to go for it. And Ange doesn't do anything other than go for it. We've no. seen that even in Europe. They've taken a couple of heavy defeats, but credit to them. They've actually hurt defences on their, on their travels. You know, they've showed a threat that they can go and score away from home on their travels. Uh, and they're always a threat in games and they've got a lot of firepower. So I, th- I think it's going to be a right ding-dong be- between the two on Sunday. I think, I think I can see a lot of goals coming. Rob, Rangers need to take risks mm-hmm. on Sunday. And by taking risks, sometimes you leave yourself wide open at the back, but that's the way I believe Rangers have to go about it. Um, if if Celtic score one goal, you need to score two. If Celtic score two, you need to score three. Um, that's that's the approach I think Rangers just, have just got the, to have. The wee things as well with, with this race and, and Rangers still being in Europe and Celtic playing before them. If it stays at three, say it's a draw, it stays at three, I think Celtic play first next mm. and they get the job done. It heaps a lot of... It wouldn't have done 10, 15 games ago, but with six left or five left after Celtic got a, a result after the, the game at Ibrox, it puts a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're chasing with five games to go. That's why I think it's important and from a Rangers perspective that they need to go and win the game on Sunday. I, I think this is going to be one of the best old firm games in years. I honestly do. We're setting that up for nil-nil, aren't we? Well, that's at the that, back that, of my mind as well. That normally <laughs> happens, but I can't see it because no. I, I know Rangers know for a fact they need to win the game and Sid's just mentioned there, Postacoglu, he only plays one way. Yeah. 
So that tells me that there's going to be goals and they're going to take risks. Both sides are going to take risks. They're going to leave themselves um, a bit wide open at the back. Um, and I think there's going to be chances. Now, I honestly think there's going to be goals in this game. Cami, do you see Celtic weaknesses that Rangers can exploit to get the result you're after Sunday? I think, I think they're still questionable at the back. Um, I look at Starfelt, I think a wee bit shaky. I think if you look at European games, Rangers have been outstanding on the counter-attack and that's something they'll be looking to do on Sunday. They'll be looking to get, get Celtic to press them high up the pitch and try and, try and get in behind them. Um, but Celtic, for me, they're still a very, very good side. We've seen that at Parkhead when Rangers were beat 3-0. They pressed Rangers high up the pitch. They done everything, they done everything right and the they got the one that they deserved that day, and that's Rangers on Sunday need to go out as Barry said, go and press them really high up the pitch, and don't don't give them a second on the ball because that's that's what will lose you the game. If you start giving them time on the ball, start to dictate play, and Celtic will run all over you. Cami, thanks for your call. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Cheers, all the best. A fascinating head to head it is on Sunday, Barry and John Hartson here with Paul from Twelve. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Friday's Go Radio Football Show. We are just a couple of days away from the big one. 12 o'clock Sunday at Ibrox Rangers against Celtic. A couple more showdowns to come between now and the end of the season but this one <coughs> could have a massive say on where the title is going to end up uh, can Celtic stay three points in front can they increase their advantage can Rangers close the gap completely and then it's just goal difference between the top two how will it go in uh, the big match on Sunday Celtic unbeaten in 31 domestic matches no Alfredo Morelos for Rangers he's out for a couple of weeks at least it's a long term injury says Giovanni van Bronckhorst uh, could he be out for the rest of the season possibly what impact does that have on Rangers chances of overhauling Celtic and winning the title on the other side of the fence Tom Rogic is back for Celtic and Kyogo is in the squad as well will he be on the bench will he be in the starting lineup? will Ange Postacoglu spring a surprise uh, we're hearing from Giovanni van Bronckhorst and uh, Ange Postacoglu uh, who both spoke at their media conferences today so we've got all the very latest for you going into the big game wondering uh, what Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly think about Rangers announcement yesterday that they will not be competing in the Sydney Super Cup. Rangers uh, released a pretty brief statement yesterday to say that uh, commitments hadn't been fulfilled and they were pulling out. Uh, in a statement today, the <laughs> organisers of the event, TEG Sport and Left Field Live, uh, co-promoters said, we were disappointed to wake up this morning to Rangers FC's statement that it will not be participating in the Sydney Super Cup. The Rangers board committed to these matches following extensive negotiations over eight months, seemingly in response to negative fan reaction. They've pulled out of their contracted commitment. We've worked closely with all stakeholders to bring this exciting event to Sydney and we refute any suggestion that we were unwilling to fulfil our commitments to Rangers. We've acted in good faith and uh, have put the event on sale with a great response from fans here. In changing their minds, the Rangers board has let down many fans in Australia and the Asian region. We will now consult with our stakeholders before determining our response. Barry, what, did, what do you think about uh, Rangers' decision to pull out? 
I'm not surprised um, with what's going on over the last couple of weeks um, before the international break in terms of the demonstrations from the fans. Um, it's not healthy. I said that at the start. Mm. Um, I wanted both the the Rangers board and the fans group to sit down around the table and, and sort it out as quickly as, as possible. Um, so they've made a decision. And listen, that's good for Sunday because there's not going to be any demonstrations. That means everybody will be together and supporting their team. Um, that's the way it should be. I feel sorry for the fans over in Australia who never get to see their team. I understand that. And I understand Rangers' point of view. Obviously, it was a lot of money, three and a half million pounds mm-hmm. or whatever. It's a, a big yeah. chunk of money to lose out on. Um, and also understand the, the fans being frustrated with all getting told. Um, so listen, they've made. I'm just glad they've made the decision now. And that's it over. And everybody can stick together. And I hope in, in the future where Rangers can go and play these games, that they sit around the table and everybody knows what's going to be happening going forward. So is it is it all about removing from from a Rangers point of view, is it all about removing potential distractions on yeah, Sunday? It's, it's not healthy. I don't I, I can only talk from a player's point of view. I, I've been involved in a couple of demonstrations. Did that affect me on in the match? No, it didn't. It was more annoying than anything else. And I said that when it happened up at Dundee with the mm. tennis balls and the toilet rolls coming on. It, it wasn't great. As I said, it's not healthy because you want the, the fans are there to get behind their, their team and make sure their team get the three points. Um, so hopefully, well, no, hopefully, that, that's going to be the end of it. Now, what a massive game they've got on Sunday. And everybody needs to be together. So there's not going to be any demonstrations. They'll be there to support enroll their team and hopefully getting three points against Celtic This was Ange Postacoglu today when he was asked the question uh, about his reaction to Rangers pulling out Well it's got to do with me because I'm manager of the club that's going there and uh, I'm looking forward to it it's uh, you know I said I'm, apart from the fact that I think it's going to be great for our football club because I know how you know passionate people are about this this club and football in general um, for me it's, uh, it's a trip back home so I'm certainly looking forward to it Disappointment for me uh, is about things that I can control and I have some sort of uh, semblance of, uh, you know, um, you know, say control over. I mean, I'm not going to get disappointed about things that I've got nothing to do with. What do you make of it, Simon? It's a fair comment from Ange. And I don't know, I mean, would there have been a protest at Ibrox, do you reckon, in front of the, or before that game at the weekend? Was there talk of... I, I, I don't know well you've seen what happened at, at ah, Ben's part it could have been a possibility when you want to just focus on yeah. trying to, to beat your, your closest mm. rivals who are three points in front of you and 14 goals ahead of you I um, think it was, a, it was a, there was a lot of opposition particularly from the Rangers side I, there was Celtic fans that I don't think were too enamoured with it either uh, from my point of view I'm either, neither here nor there with it I, I, I I did a show when there was a caller came in and made a good point and, and Barry touched on it there where they've got a nephew Rangers fan in Australia gets up at ridiculous hours every week to follow his team it would have been an opportunity to see Rangers albeit you don't know what squads are going to go with that because a lot of boys might be involved with World Cups and whatever but it was an opportunity to see Rangers in the flesh I, I'm assuming I did the show with Kenny Miller the other night and he was talking about the following over there I'm assuming Celtic have the same mm-hmm. numbers so it'd, it'd have been good for them, I think. Big, uh, big Oz was saying in every city there's a Rangers and Celtic supporters club. club. Yeah. Um, so, so it just shows good, you how big for, for, the old firm the, are. Those guys. Yeah. But the stuff here, I don't know, there's, t- there's too much ill feeling here for mm. 
you know, people protesting it, as I say, up at Dens the other week, there's obviously strong feeling for it not to go ahead. A lot of money for both clubs as well. Uh, I mean, did Rangers feel they were the support act on the Ange possibly, homecoming yeah, tour? Possibly. Maybe. I mean, I, I said, was it was it labelled as the homecoming tour? But it's it's just kind of got that title because Ange is Australian. Mm. If, if Rangers had an Australian manager, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can I can maybe see it from their point of view. But as I say, there's been a lot of opposition to it. Uh, maybe further down the line, they'll, they'll rearrange it. But I say, I'm neither here nor there with it. I just. I would like to draw a line under it and mm. you know the Rangers aren't going now so somebody's going to fill that place I heard somebody calling it the bar- Barbie Derby the Barbie <laughs> Derby if I could do an Australian accent that would probably help that was no bad it'd be <laughs> alright Rob if we could if we, you were taking us over to, to cover the well, game or something well exactly I know I was I was, I was starting to make some manoeuvres myself but uh, uh, the certainly Rangers against Celtic won't be happening in Australia now Celtic will be going uh, Rangers in their statement yesterday very brief uh, talked about commitments unfulfilled from the organisers. You've heard what they've had to say in response. Um, but, it, you know, the timing of, of the confirmation, the announcement from Rangers yesterday tends to make you think they just wanted this put to bed before Sunday. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Because, as I said, Rob, it's not healthy when there's bickering going on and people are not happy and, and whatever. I'm just glad they came out with it. And now you can focus on what's happening on the football field because I, I look at what's happening on the pitch and things are going really well just now we're still in a title chase you're in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup you're in the quarter-final Europa League and the last thing you want is unrest fans not being happy boards um, bickering with, with fans releasing statements so really happy for the announcement to come out and now it puts an end to it but there's still I think there's opportunities for Rangers and Celtic to go to Australia's America, Middle East, um, places like that, because uh, the the fan base over there is is massive. And as I said away at the start, I do feel sorry for for the people in these countries because Sid made a good a right good point. They got up mm. all hours of the morning to watch their team, and it was that maybe an opportunity for them to to go in a stadium and see them close up. But hopefully, in time, it will happen. And there is that gap to be filled, of course, because the World Cup is November, December. The draw is happening right now. England are in Group B. It's the 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 USA are going to be in that group as well. Uh, the draw is happening as we speak. Qatar and Netherlands are in the same group. That's Group A. England Group B with uh, USA uh, in Group C. So far, we have Argentina and Mexico in uh, Group. D, as the draw continues to unfold, France are the only team who've been uh, <clears throat> taken out of the hat so far. Spain in Group E, so just working through the groups. Uh, and Group F is going to be Belgium. Scotland, of course, are bracketed uh, with Wales and Ukraine with still hurdles to be overcome. Brazil are in Group G. Portugal are in Group H. The draw continuing to unfold and our preview of the big game Sunday continues as well. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, 
MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof. Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, Rob McLean on Friday's Go Radio football show looking ahead to Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox on Sunday and uh, looking right now at the World Cup <clears throat> draw in Qatar and uh, England drawn with Iran and USA they're going to win it again aren't they? Yeah that'll be the English media that'll be England winning the We could fit into the, that group Yep Yeah, yeah. We, we could but um, that looks a, a real winnable group um, you would fully expect whoever's um, the fourth team you fully expect England to get out of that group they, they should get out mm. of the group with the quality of players they've got but as as you mentioned there Rob English media that'll be them they'll all be singing that England are going to be winning the Qatar World Cup yep that familiar refrain mm. uh, Senegal have just been drawn out with uh, Netherlands and Qatar in Group A uh, just looking at Brazil and Switzerland are together at the moment in Group G. Uh, Portugal and Uruguay in Group H. And uh, just confirming England uh, alongside Iran and USA. So just one more to come in that group for uh, Gareth Southgate and his team. And England will play Iran on the opening day of the tournament. And that's November 21. I think we're all just trying to get our heads around a World Cup. Uh, not only in Qatar which uh, seems a strange choice of venue um, maybe uh, but also the fact that it's uh, at the end of the year Simon yeah it takes a wee bit to get your head round uh, I'm trying to look at the positivities as the draw is coming out here it's going to be a lot of good good games to watch I know mm. my kids really enjoy watching these big tournaments but yeah it seems a wee bit bizarre or surreal that we're, we're going to be I think the, the finals the week before Christmas Day or something mm. like that so it's, it's going to be something new but yeah hopefully we're there how do you feel, Barry, about the fact that the World Cup goes to Qatar? Strange. Certainly with the, with the timing where, where it's going to be. Um, I know they're, they're um, holding it in November and December, saying that the weather is not as hot as June and July, but yeah. you're, you're still talking it's going to be in between 30 and 40 degrees. That's pretty, um, it's pretty tasty, and, isn't it? And I know I've been watching quite a lot. I know a lot of the stadiums are air-conditioned or whatever, but... It's just that it doesn't feel right for me. Like, growing up watching World Cups um, and obviously when I, when I was playing watching World Cups when you're away on holiday, it's it's in June. That's when you yeah. want to watch the, the World Cup, June, July. Um, so it's strange and it'll be interesting to see how it goes, Rob, because uh, obviously the the rules that are over in, in Qatar. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to watch what happens over there. Yeah, I think a lot of people are pointing towards the, the human rights record over there and um, the background to this, how it's all come about, why yeah. it would possibly be uh, placed with a with a country like Qatar. Um, and I think we probably know the answer, Simon, don't we, to that? Yeah, money, probably. Uh, it boils down to it. They're not recognised. Listen, it might... I hope it does go ahead as a fantastic spectacle and I hope we're all talking about the football and all the fantastic players that are going to be on view. For me, I'm a bit... I'm a traditionalist in that it's not really a recognised footballing nation. I, I really like when it, when the South American countries and obviously experience France, Germany, even ourselves bidding for the next Euro finals. Mm. Reco real recognised 
footballing countries this is a wee bit different uh, and it's going to take a wee bit getting used to at that time of the year but as I say I hope we are just I hope it goes ahead brilliantly and we're talking about all the good football well, what is the script we early get it finishes when must be is it October time well or early November presumably it's, it just starts back up January end yeah. of January I assume it's, yeah. it's a long yeah. break isn't yeah, it's, it. it's going to be strange strange I, I'm I'm like Sid just mentioned there you're sitting down on holiday with a beer watching the World Cup in the mm. summer normally mm. so Why, be, will you not be holding a beer in November, December? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a bit cold <laughs> it'll be a red, it'll be a red <laughs> it'll be a red wine it'll be a bit colder a mild, mild but, wine at that stage but it is ripping apart the, the club football calendar yeah, around yeah, the world it isn't is, it? Right. in terms of how it is traditionally and um, that, is, that is a, a huge break mm. you know, domestically mm-hmm. uh, yep Money talks, I suppose. Portugal and Uruguay in Group H. France, Denmark, Tunisia are three of the four in Group D. It's just, uh, well, these things take forever, don't they? Spain, Germany, Japan uh, are, in, are in Group E. Uh, that looks a good... Would you take that one? No, we wouldn't. No, we I, don't I want wouldn't that take one, it, no, no, but it looks good for... Spain, Germany would be a bit of a game. We're in the last group of seeds aren't we uh, we're going to go to uh, a caller shortly because uh, we're watching of course the World Cup draw and just seeing uh, what those three bracketed nations Scotland, Wales and Ukraine uh, which group are going to be drawn in we'll come back to that in a second because of course we're talking about Rangers Celtic Sunday no Morelis for Rangers Kyogo and Tom Rogic both available for Celtic which will please Terry I would have thought hi Terry how you doing, I? Looking forward to it. How you doing, lads? In fact, how you doing, Simon? How you doing? Bye. Hi, Terry. How you doing, Terry? What are you? So, what uh, you think? Are you are you lifted by the news today, Terry? That that there's no Morellas for Rangers and Celtic are apart from James Forrest at full strength. Oh well, it's, it's good. It's good news, I. But again, we went to was it Ibrox earlier on? And Rangers had a lot of players missing as well, and they still came away with a win. So, still, I'm still reserved in that respect. How big a factor going into this one, Terry, is what happened in February at Celtic Park? Well, it's massive. Obviously, it was a kind of hex over our neck for a while, having no beaten Rangers, and then obviously getting the win, and then the style we got the, the win. So, aye, it's massive. But again, to be in this position, six games, seven games to go, had a bit of your hand after it. So, it's a game we don't... I mean, we come away for the Ibrooks unscathed. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, we're in a good place with six games to go. So as long as we don't lose a game, I'd be over the moon. Obviously, a win would be great, but I just hope we come away with a draw at least. I mean, the pressure's on Rangers to come at us and get the win. Barry, is that a psychological barrier to be overcome by Rangers? What happened at Celtic Park in February? It hurt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Rangers got absolute battered in the first 45 minutes. Second half, you could say it was a bit better, but the, the game's over and done by yeah. um, at, at that stage. Uh, so I expect the Rangers players to be hurting. I'd be thinking back to that game and that performance, and I'd want to put it right. Um, as I said, and, and what Terry just mentioned there, Celtic, I know Terry mentioned Celtic he'd be happy coming away for a draw but I think Celtic only play one way and that's to win games and I know for a fact and I think everybody agrees with me on here that Rangers need to win it um, so I think it's going to be a a cracking game will it 
be in the back of the Rangers players' minds the last game. Yeah, I would like to think it is because it would be the back of my mind because it was it, it was um, that bad. So you need to put you it can right. use it from a yeah, positive point to, of view. How you feel after that game sitting in that dressing room? How you feel going back in the bus to Ibrooks and then on your on the, the way home in the car um, and then for days after it, it hurts. I will tell you. I've been in the, the, the back end of defeats in the old firm and it hurts no, not just for a night, it hurts for days and days. So I would like to think that the Rangers players are, are desperate to get out there at 12 o'clock on Sunday because they need to win it because Celtic are in pole position just now, three points ahead. And I keep going back to it and a lot of people might not think it's a big thing but 14 goals as well. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's another point, isn't it? It is. It's, listen, I would rather be in Celtic shoes, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So... The only way that Rangers can try and claw that back is by getting three points on Sunday. Is all the pressure on Rangers, Simon? I think there's more pressure on Rangers just be, because of the position in the, the, the league table. I think Celtic are in a, a really strong position. I described it as a free hit. It's not a free hit. I kind of take that back, but they, they go with maybe a freedom knowing that worst case scenario, they're still going to be sitting top, but they could go and really make a major step towards... Uh, regaining the title you know by winning the game I think that's the way they'll go and approach it I, I hear what Terry's saying if they come away unscathed meaning a draw yeah Celtic are still really strong position but I just feel there's an, an opportunity that if I'm in the Celtic dressing room going into that game the incentive is massive it's, it really is I don't think uh, Rangers can retrieve that if it goes to six Rangers, I think, as I keep saying to my, uh, on the show, I don't think they can... I think they have to win. They have to win. A draw's not good enough for them. Terry, do Celtic start Kyogo? No, no. And, they, and even by the same token, as much as I think Celtic are obviously want to go and play their football, I still think they'll be slightly more reserved. I actually think Hattati won't start. I think Neil Beaton will come in there for his height and obviously for a wee bit more in the midfield there. That could be a good shout because he got shout, brought, yeah. brought home early, didn't mm-hmm. he? He did. For international yeah. um, break. But listen, Hattati's, yeah. since he's come in, let's be honest, he's he, he's been really good. Mm. He's really impressed no. me. But Beaton, I've always, I've always thought Beaton's a, a very good yeah, player. Yeah. I don't think he gets um, enough credit. And if, 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 he, if he does play, it pushes the likes of <clears throat> McGregor further forward, mm-hmm. who I quite yep. like playing further forward, uh, you know, if, if Beaton doesn't play, then he usually is the one that sits a little bit deeper. But Terry's just used a word associated with, with Ange Postacoglu, which I'm not sure we would ever uh, apply to him. Reserved. 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 I, I just don't think he does reserve, Terry. See, see no. if I'm, a, see if I'm no. a Rangers player just now, I, I honestly believe that Celtic are coming to have a go. Yeah. Celtic are coming with a mindset Listen, we could go six points ahead. Yeah. That's the way I'm thinking. See, just now. see so the I'm thing thinking as well. Myself, I need to win. See, you're talking about the effect it has on the Rangers players from the last game. Celtic had went a few games. Mm-hmm. Rangers had the hold over Celtic, and I've been in that position over the years. It's it's not nice. So that's well, been released. You know, Celtic mm-hmm. have won that, and they've actually won it in style. Quite emphatic that last one. So that that changes the mentality. I think of the Celtic players as well. All right, there's a few new faces from last season, but there's mm. still guys there that were suffering against Rangers last season. You know they couldn't get the result. Now they've put that to bed. I think psychologically that gives 
the Celtic team a boost. The Celtic have an extra freedom on Sunday because that's, whatever happens, they're still going to be top and effectively, what, effectively right. a point ahead, that's even if they lose. Say. I said it as a free hit, but it's, yeah. it's never ever a free hit. It's a, a hugely no. important game to go and play in. But I agree with you. They, I do think they, they have a freedom because of the position they're sitting in at the moment. Do you think so, Barry? Do you, th- do you feel that about Celtic that they have this? Uh, I mean, they play with freedom, and I think the way Ange Postecoglou sends them out, it's it, it is go for it. It's uh, he gives them the license to just yeah, go forward. I think he's got the, the the type of mindset as the way he sets his teams teams up that, that they're going to teams are going to get opportunities against them. Because um, when you watch Celtic, they're very very attack minded. Uh, the way the way they play. Um, so, oh. look, see, to be honest with you, Rob, I fully expect Celtic to come mate, and go for Rangers. I've just seen the World Cup group, Terry and uh, Simon Barry. Oh, I've got uh, Scotland, Scotland will be in the same group as England if we, oh, qualif- if we qualify for the World Cup. So it's Iran and USA and either Wales or Scotland or Ukraine, depending how that all pans out over the next few months, uh, the potential of <laughs> Scotland against England <laughs> in Qatar... Up, in the World I've Cup, got to be one there, aren't we? Oh, I think so. I think the Go Radio team bus has uh, got to get the Qatar, the Qatar plates on the front, um, and we'll head on over there uh, for the end of the year. That is a sensational great, great draw. Yeah, like, uh, see if you're a Scotland player just now, a current Scotland player, you're looking at that incentive. and think, "I want to get there. I need to get there." What do you think about that, Terry? I think we could win that group, I. <laughs> Well, we were we were just saying. I mean, it, it was a you know before we had the the fourth name inserted there, we were just saying that's a really winnable. I mean, typical typical England. I think was what we were suggesting mm. that, that yeah. they've got Iran and USA, but uh, the fact that it could be Scotland, England, um, that would be. They, they don't like playing against us. No, no, they don't like playing no. against us. No, I mean we we beat them nil nil, didn't we at the Euros? Yeah, and and Joe, what what a performance that was! Um, we deserve to win. Mm. We, we were we were immense that night. Yeah. Um, some performances for the boys um, were, were outstanding. Um, and look, I, I just keep thinking, if I'm a Scotland player just now, I'm Oof. I'm looking at that and thinking, right, I know we've got Ukraine. Oh. We've got two games we can get there, and what an opportunity! Look at that group. I know. <laughs> I, I think I mean we were excited enough, Simon. I mean two Scotland, two former Scotland players uh, with me in the studio, and, and we were excited enough about the yeah. prospect on the back of the Euros going to another major tournament, the World Cup, the chance to use that tournament experience that we had last time and do better this time. All we needed was to be in the same group as England. Yeah, listen, our biggest rivals. Well, I was at Euro '96 as a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy played was it '99 in the mm-hmm. playoff. Yep. We went close, we were a goal shot. They performed brilliantly, it was our best performance by far at the Euro finals. Unfinished business. Mm-hmm. That's, that's brilliant. That'll capture the whole imagination. And as Fergie says, if you're in that squad now, that just gives you that extra wee bit to go and get we're there. We're there. We're going there. <laughs> Barry says we're there, <laughs> and that'll do for me. Uh, yeah, Simon was just remembering 99 that the Don Hutchison goal. Neil McCann, we were speaking about earlier on his yeah. cross. Yeah, Don Hutchison's header at Wembley. The first leg at Hamden, um, it, it was a nothing game yeah. as well. Two we set, were, was it two set yeah, plays? Schools. Schools. We We weren't great. They weren't great. Um, and then we're going down. I, I always remember it. Going down the day before the game, the English media, they had. England winning two, three, four, nil, mm. um, and we went out there at Old Wembley. What what a place that was! Yeah. And yeah. we battered them that night. Yeah, Christian Daly. Christian Daly. That David Seaman save. Yeah, yep. 
Yeah, any, <clears throat> anywhere else it's yeah. a goal but he's connected with he's actually Big Christian's connected with the yeah. ball too good mm-hmm. um, and obviously Siemens pulled that save off but yeah we went down there and, and shut a few um, people up with that performance Terry bring us back to reality for a moment if we can, yep. <laughs> if indeed uh, Rangers against Celtic on Sunday is reality uh, what are you thinking how is <clears throat> how's the game going gonna to pan out as you see it oh no no for me Rob oh, you're sitting in the fence Terry no, no, I just don't want to come away from Ibrox losing the three points. We come away from there with a draw. We're looking pretty, looking good for six games to go. Mm-hmm. Terry, good to have you on the show. See you later guys Enjoy Cheers, your weekend Terry. Cheers Terry All the best That's Terry Celtic fan Looking ahead To Rangers against Celtic At Ibrox uh, Three points in it Maybe four Effectively If you consider that uh, 14 superior Goal difference In favour Of Ange Postacoglu And co The Go Radio Football Show With the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi With exclusive discounts Across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat And more Let's go Well, the Sky Sports uh, trailer material is still featuring Alfredo Morelos and the build-up to Sunday, but he won't be involved. It's a long-term injury for Rangers top scorer, according to Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Um, He's out for Sunday. Uh, He's surely going to be out for both games against Braga, you would have thought. Uh, when will he come back? When will he be available again for Rangers? Well, big question marks hanging all over that. But certainly as far as Sunday, uh, Alfredo Morelos is ruled out. How big a blow to their chances, I wonder. Because on the other side of the fence, uh, Celtic have Kyogo back in the squad. Tom Rogic as well. Only James Forrest is missing for Celtic as they look to uh, maintain their advantage. At the top of the Premiership, quite a game to come and there could be quite a game to come in Qatar in November, December because Scotland uh, potentially will play England in the same group at the World Cup World Cup 2022 Wales, Ukraine and Scotland of course bracketed together at the moment with the playoffs still to be sorted out the three teams who are in that group are England, Iran and USA Gary and the Gorbals not far from here what are you thinking about that World Cup draw? You know I, I was convinced that we were going into Qatar's group to be honest Rob but uh, you know it's, it's tasty again it's very similar to to the Euros draw you know with the, the situation we were in back then was obviously we still had Israel and Serbia to beat mm. um, to get into that group and it's, it's very much similar again we having to beat Ukraine and then I tell you, well, let's let's try and uh, phone get Gary back on a uh, a better line in a minute. But I mean, Barry, you get excited uh, about Scotland in any case, and and I, well, we're all excited at the moment about the job Stevie Clark is doing and the talent <clears throat> in that Scotland squad and the fact that we're eight games unbeaten. But I think we're uh, taking that excitement to new levels at the moment. Uh, the prospect of playing the old enemy in Qatar. Yeah, it's exciting, um, but we still have got Ukraine. Um, to get through bring, first. bring us back down, Barry. <laughs> yeah, but look, as I said earlier on, Rob, if you're a current. Scotland player and I'm sure Stevie Clark and all the boys were, were watching it um, that's exciting your old enemy um, and it's a real group that you could if Scotland do make it which I'm pretty sure they can make it that's a group you could get out of 
Um, yeah. So we've still got these two games to go. Um, but my only worry is, Rob, when when is the Ukraine game? Where are we going to fit? Sorry, these yeah. games in, which, yeah. which is uh, the worry. Hopefully, we can do it in June, but. That looks very unlikely. Yeah. Let's get Gary back on. Gary, every every word of yours is gold dust, so I didn't worry they want to miss any of them um, because the line was a little bit dodgy there. Um, yeah, just tell us again what you're thinking about that that draw for, for Scotland. Yeah, obviously, like, it's it's a massive draw, you know, playing England again in a major competition potentially. But obviously, first things first, we need to get past Ukraine. Um, I know Barry was saying not too sure when the, the Ukraine semi-final will be, supposedly. According to BBC um, earlier on, it says the seventh of June. Mm. I'm not sure if that's if that's uh, finalised, but don't think so. We've got a, obviously, we've got a you know we've we've got a host of games in, in June Nations League and, and European qualifiers, mm. World Cup qualifiers. So here's a Gary. Enough. Gary, here's a date for your diary though. November 29. If if Scotland do qualify, that is Scotland yeah. Scotland against England on the 29th of November. Um, they win the group. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's so much to be sorted out because I think at the moment Scotland have got four Nations League games, including one against Ukraine, four inside ten yeah. days in the first yeah, half of I, June. I, I don't. That's going to be tough. Yeah. After guys um, having long hard seasons playing a lot of football, um, to fit that amount of games inside June. I, I don't see how they're, they're going to do it. Um, but you want these games. I, I just want us to get these games played, to be mm. honest with you. Because um, I'm confident. I don't know how, what Sid's like. They're the big ones, though, aren't they? They're, yeah. the, they're the most important ones that we want to focus on. I know there's, there's potentially four or five, maybe more games in, in June for us. Mm. Well, there's four Nations League games. Yeah. and So if you, have mm. a, if you have a playoff semi-final and a final, six then you're games. talking about six That's games. Well, they're saying the Nations League put it to the side and well, focus on this, this well, is, yeah, yeah I think I mean I think yeah. there's a case to, if you're putting back any games then then delay the Nations League games or a couple yeah. of them maybe and replace them with World Cup playoffs I think that's a sensible thing to do because yeah. um, as I said these are the important games Ukraine um, getting past Ukraine and obviously playing Wales in the final so I, I would like to think that they're, they're put first um, but six games Rob in June when normally you're off on holiday. Yeah, that's your rest. Your rest yeah. period. Yeah. Um, so the, after a long hard season, could it, could it the work, amount of games. Could it work for us in terms that we've got games there where Wales, if we get again, I'm not getting ahead of myself, mm -hmm. but if it was Wales in the final, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have played. Am I right? Saying? So they, there'll have been a they'll period. Have a few friendlies. Although they, they well, the, Wales will have Nations, Nations League games, games as well. Right, okay. I think so. Yeah, I see yeah, because coming, it's a good I know, point. I'm that. just thinking so what possible. Few games under your well, belt. I'm just looking at positivities. For Liking your thinking That's there. All I'm doing it here. was good. Nice. It was good. The, the full draw, by the way, is Group A: Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. Group B: England, Iran, United States, Scotland, Wales, or Ukraine. Uh, Group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Group D: France, Denmark, Tunisia, and either. Uh, Australia, United Arab Emirates or Peru. There are abbreviations here, so this might be challenging me shortly. Uh, group, a, a, group E, Spain, um, CRC. What's, what's CRC? Costa Rica. Co oh, well done. Oh, Costa Rica. Well this is like, this is well like a quiz. <laughs> uh, Costa Rica or New Zealand, uh, Germany and Japan. <laughs> I think I'm going to show you, Gary. Um, group F, Belgium, Canada, 
Morocco and Croatia. David Wotherspoon could be involved for Canada if he's back fit in time uh, for that. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. Uh, that's G and H is Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and South Korea. But there's one group uh, that we're certainly excited <coughs> about and it's that prospect of Scotland, England. If we can get over those two hurdles coming our way and of course all our thoughts naturally enough at the moment are with Ukraine and what's happening there in the big picture and uh, football can take its turn really but uh, lots to be optimistic about Gary in terms of Scotland and uh, Barry was just talking about those two friendlies recently both could have been won very easily by Scotland had we not had that yeah. crazy penalty against us and I think if it had been a serious game uh, against Austria in Vienna last Tuesday uh, I'm pretty sure Scotland would have seen that one out as well to be honest Yeah I mean I was disappointed with the with the, um, the decision to give the penalty against us because Poland weren't in the game I think that was our, the penalty was our first shot target in the whole game so you know that was a that would have been a massive victory for us. Um, in terms of the Austria game, I think a draw was probably a fair result over overall. You know, Craig Gordon kept us in the game for long spells. But I think it's a lesson learned for us because, as I say, it is only a friendly and it's a lesson that, you know, not to switch off when you're 2-0 up. You know, I, I thought the, the head started to, to disappear a wee bit mm. when we got the second goal kind of thing. I think one important factor though was that Stevie Clark made three changes, didn't he? Immediately, immediately yeah. went two 0 So actually, the continuity yeah, I, was broken think, at that point. I think if that's a, a qualification game, mm. I don't think he makes any three no. changes. He, he could make one uh -huh. or two changes throughout the game. So that was probably that didn't help us. Um, but look, you're playing against teams that are ranked above you, and we look better than these teams. Mm -hmm. Poland, I know Lewandowski wasn't playing. But apart from that, it was probably their strongest team. Yep. I thought we outplayed them. Um, and the, as I said, the penalty decision was an absolute joke. Never a penalty. And then I thought in stages, I heard Stevie Clark saying that they never kept possession of the ball as, as good as he would want. But I thought in stages of the game, we were, we were in control. But Gary's right. Craig Gordon made some um, brilliant saves uh, but listen I, we're, we're in a real good place just now I just like to look at the squad mm. real competition for places um, for instance I'll go back to the Poland game you take Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmer off and you replace them with Ryan Jack and Stuart Armstrong not bad is it yeah, so that shows you how <clears throat> how strong a squad we've, we've got yeah and when we drew with, with Poland Simon and, and Austria two very respectable yeah. European teams and actually at times in both games made them look pretty ordinary yeah and I think we're guilty maybe just dismissing I think because we got 2-0 up ahead against Austria the disappointment I think Craig Gordon touched on it as well it's natural you're 2-0 looks as if you're going to get another great result away from home you get pegged back but we had to defend quite a bit of that game. Craig had to make a, a few good saves. We're not a nation good enough to go and dominate against teams like that for 90 minutes. But within the 90 minutes against Poland and Austria, I feel we've got the players there mm -hmm. that can go and create chances and we've got guys that can take them, particularly the likes of John McGinn. So mm. I think we've got a lot to be positive about. I think anything that got taken away from the result the other night was just circumstantial because we were 2-0 we were up. But as you quite rightly say, the rhythm gets upset a wee bit because Steve Clark wants to see mm. other players. He wouldn't have did that. If that was a qualification no. game and we 100%. had to see that through, the subs weren't getting made. And look, we'd have probably seen it through. Right. Look, look at that second goal against Austria. Mm. Brilliant goal. Yeah. Robertson, oh, Tierney, down goal. the left side. Tierney, that, that's goal. your left centre-back. Yep. yep. He's at the touchline cutting it back. What is he doing there on the byline? <sighs> 
Listen, he I, found himself I mean, there I'm against not, Poland the other night as yeah, well. That's, I'm not that's going to say I'm sick here, but I, th- this guy just keeps getting better and better for me. Mm. Kieran Tierney. Um, he could play anywhere. Kieran Tierney. There are some massive assets, Gary, aren't there, uh, in that Scotland team at the moment? I mean, you just have to look at the the rumour machine at the moment. Uh, Aaron Hickey was being spoken about there about a move from Bologna to Newcastle for maybe 15, 20 million. Kieran Tierney's got to be worth 50 million and counting. Real Madrid are interested. John McGinn could be on the brink of a, a big move as well. Scott McTominay has been outstanding in a pretty disappointing season for Man United. I mean, that that's that's just four of them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, that's that's the difference we're talking about players like now, you know, going to Austria and being 2-0 up, you know, scenarios that you would have only dreamt about, like maybe, you know, five or ten years ago kind of thing. So it's we've came on leaps and bounds under under Stevie Clark. Um, and I, as you say, like there's, there's massive talent in there. For me, one of the standouts in the two friendlies was actually Nathan Patterson. And he's not getting a game for Everton, which mm. is ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I thought he really stood out. And I, I like him and Gilmore in the same team. You know, plenty of young talent in there. And as I say, like it's, it's all about just getting past Ukraine. And if we do get to play Ukraine, we don't know what the scenario is going to be. But then obviously a tasty final against against Wales possibly. But but as you say, like fifty million is a is a drop in the ocean um, down in the Premier League for for players. But when when you're looking at it in terms of a player that's came for the Scottish Premier League, you know, and, and obviously Aaron Hickey as well, which I would love to have seen him get more game time the other night. But yeah. I think he will potentially go to Newcastle for about twenty million. Um, and it could be a, a really good move for the boy kind of thing. He's about seventh in line for that left-back position, isn't he? <laughs> well, just look at the two players. That, obviously, Andy Robertson, captain uh, uh, the the country, and he's been excellent. Mm. Yeah, every time you watch watch him for Liverpool. Um, he did get a bit of criticism when he played with Scotland, but I thought it was a bit unfair at, at times, because one thing about him is he, he gives it everything he's got. But he's operating Keir- at such a high level for Liverpool, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I know, and, and like, he, he comes. But at, at that stage, we were a slow burner. Steve Clark was just starting mm. to get the formation. Um, but we had to find a formation to get both Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson in that team. And I think he's found it. And I think they've got a right good... Um, understanding both Tierney and, and Robertson you see when Tierney fly forward Robertson just sits in for him um, yeah we've, we've got some for me we've got some outstanding players and one player that I, I never get him I never sorry hear him getting mentioned big Grant Hanley for me mm-hmm. he's been yeah. an absolute yeah. rocket in the back for yeah. us yeah. with winning headers and he's a he's a good player Grant Hanley he's done he's done brilliant since Steve Clark's come in you're a Scotland fan, Gary. You're a Celtic fan as well. How are you thinking Sunday's going to work out? Um, I think there'll be goals in the game and I think both teams will go at, at each other from the start. So it's it's going to be a case of who can pin each other, uh, who can pin the other team back quicker kind of thing. Um, it's massive news for us, obviously, that Keogh goes back. But I think um, overall, like, I'm doing my Celtic Derby podcast tomorrow and everybody's messaging the page saying, you know, Keogh go has to start on the bench, which which shows like the Jackie Marcus how far um, he's came, especially with, with his goals kind of thing. He's settled right in the team, and, and everybody that I'm speaking to says um, that he has to start, obviously with with Maeda. So um, that that shows you, you know, the level that Kyogo is at, and obviously the level now Jackie Marcus is at. So for me, I, I do think we'll win the game, um, just because I think we're playing slightly better. Um, but it's, it's going to be a massive, massive game and, and it's one that Rangers need to win 
in terms of, I mean, it, we can potentially lose it because of the goal difference and the fact that it's still got to go to Celtic Park. But I think if we win on Sunday, the league's done. I don't see Rangers coming back for it. Simon Don Lee, you've stolen my pen. Have you made best use of it? What 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 front what <laughs> front what, 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 <laughs> what front three have you got scribbled down Doodl- there? Doodling here. My front three uh, my front three I think will be the Greek Jacobacus will play in the central mm-hmm. role. I think Maeda will play on the left and Jota on the right. I think that's how Celtic will start. I think it's a huge uh, plus for them if Kyogo's on the bench to if if they need to change it, but I think that's the front three. That's who will start. But Gary, we're dealing with Ange Postacoglu here, and we know he is well capable of just pitching Kyogo straight on in there, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's listen. He's done it in the past, and it's obviously came up trumps because obviously we won, he won his the, the league cup final by mm. by pitching him in, and and I know it was a risk at the time. And listen, I think Kyogo could possibly be more dangerous from the bench on Sunday, as much as I love him. Um, I've I've really grown to, to love Jackie Marcus and I think Dyson Wee's pace on Sunday can terrorise the Rangers defenders hopefully um, and push him right back like basically like we started at Celtic Park the first 45 minutes at Celtic Park in February I think we need to start the game like that and, and as I say I'd, I'd be totally of uh, Sid's front three kind of thing I think that's uh, the, the front three I'd, I'd be going with kind of thing Gary, good to have you on the show, especially when you're able to tell me that CRC is short for Costa Rica <laughs> on the abbreviations front. Otherwise, we could have been scratching our heads for hours, to be honest. We're trying to work out who that was. Uh, thanks a lot. Good to hear from you. Cheers, guys. That's Cheers. Gary Cheers, on the show, looking ahead to uh, Ranger Celtic on Sunday and giving us uh, his immediate reaction as well to that news that Scotland have been grouped with England if we can get through. The small matter of getting through the playoff semi-final and final first, if Scotland can make it. It's Iran, it's USA, and it's England. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Meantime, Scotland are on the road to a potential meeting with England at the World Cup in Qatar. Yes, let's get ahead of ourselves, uh, quite a bit ahead of ourselves, uh, with the playoff semi-final and final uh, still to come. Wales waiting in the final. Scotland scheduled to play Ukraine. Uh, It's going to be a while before any decision will be made about that one, you would imagine. But what an incentive for Scotland to get through those games and uh, get to another major finals, having made it, after all that time, to the Euros uh, last time around, can Scotland get to the World Cup? And it will be England on November the 29th if uh, if Scotland can qualify. We've also got the small matter much closer on the horizon of Rangers against Celtic Sunday, 12 o'clock at Ibrox. No Alfredo Morelos uh, for Rangers, so it looks very much as if Kemar Roof is going to be starting in that main striking position. Without Morelos, we have a big squad. We have Kamar, who played uh, more games the last um, the last weeks. He was very important, uh, scored some important goals, had, had two great assists against Dundee. So, yes, he's definitely one of the players uh, who have to step up and 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 make sure he's. Uh, He's getting the performance uh, in for the team and to help us as a, as a club. But um, Kamaris is ready. What he does have, Barry Ferguson, is a very impressive strike rate. I think one every other game, isn't it, for, for Roof? Yeah, he's, um, he's a player I've always liked, Rob. Um, no doubt about it. He's been more of an impact player um, because obviously Alfredo Morelos is Rangers' number one striker. But 
His movement inside the box um, is excellent. He's 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 got the knack where he can find that extra half a yard um, to get that finish on goal. Um, so I've no issues with look. He is going to be a big miss, Morelos, but Kemar Roof is a player that I rate very highly. Um, he brings a lot of qualities. He's played at a real high level, and as I said, he for me is the obvious choice to to replace him. Um, but the manager has got other options where he could put Sakala through the middle to use his pace. He could even maybe put Ryan Kent through the, the middle. Um, but I fully expect um, Roof to play, as I said. I think he can pose Celtic danger. And as I said, he's got an out for a, for a goal. Could Kyogo start for Celtic? <laughs> it's a possibility. He's back and available. Yeah, look, um, you know, he's he's obviously a, he's a very good player and uh, he had a fantastic sort of first half of the season and uh, disappointing for him that, uh, you know, the injury came along and has kept him out uh, for quite a while. But we know he's, a, he, you know, the kind of impact he can have as a footballer. Um, he's already had a massive impact on our season and, uh, yeah, um, you know, once he's uh, up and ready and uh, and out there again, I'm sure he'll, he'll make a, you know, he'll be looking to make a similar impact. 16 goals in pretty quick time for <laughs> Kyogo. Is he going to be adding to that tally, I wonder, on Sunday? Let's get Simon Donnelly's 11 to start at Ibrox on Sunday. We've we've got bits and pieces of it so far. <clears throat> Let's get the, the full thing, Simon. Yeah, I gave you the front three, but I think the back four will be relatively straightforward. So it'll be Hart in goal, I think. Juranovic, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, and I believe Taylor. Mm-hmm. Midfield three... Changing my mind all the time. I think I'm going to go the three from the last game: McGregor, Hatati, and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. I know that leaves Rogic out. One of the callers had touched on Beaton. I think they'll go with that three. Yeah, I think I think John Hartson had uh, had Tom Rogic if he, he was Rogic. fit in the midfield starting. I think O'Reilly's um, came in and listen. It's credit to this guy O'Reilly that I'm even considering him in ahead of Rogic, mm-hmm. but he's had a fantastic start to his career at Celtic. He was away with Denmark there. They were raving about him playing in the 21s. I think he's a really good footballer. Mm-hmm. Very similar in the mould to Rogic. So, a great bit of recruitment and another, you know, another headache or a good headache for Ange to have. But I'm just going with maybe because that was the three in the last game out against Rogic. Yeah, and Jota and Maida either Jota, side sorry, of... Jota, Jack and Marcus and Maida yeah, the front three. Yeah. When you hear that team, Barry, um, what do you think... What do Rangers get at? What do Rangers... L- home in on weaknesses in that team is is the Celtic defence vulnerable? Yeah, they, 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 well, they, they have been vulnerable this season but if you go and look at stats mm. they're, they're, what is the goals of well, they, they tell it, Well, the stats tell you that Celtic have the they're, best defence in the Scotland. Defense, mm. um, but I still do think they're, they're, they're weak at, at set pieces. Um, yeah, is there an area you, you try? Could you ruffle up Starfelt a wee bit, maybe? Um, I think Carter Vickers, I've, I've got to be honest with you, I thought he, he, he was good, but he's grown on me. He's got better and better um, as the weeks and months um, have went on. And you can see why Tottenham are, are wanting um, up to £9 million for him because he has turned into he'd be a, a quality signing for him. So that, that's maybe an area that Rangers may look to, to try and get at round about the Starfelt um, area. Um, but if you look at that team that, that Sid's just named there's no doubt there's a lot of quality in it um, and it's similar to Rangers it's that midfield area which is the the problem for the managers because mm-hmm. uh, you're leaving out uh, Rogic who I think 
Rogic fit Ro- mm. Rogic is a, a top player would, play, you, would you, he play for you? Would you be happy Barry from a Rangers point of view if Rogic wasn't in the starting 11? Yeah I would be but then on the flip side of that Matt O'Reilly's been really impressive mm-hmm. as well since he signed from MK Dons um, but Rogic for me Rogic has got a good yeah he's a worry uh, he's a worry record against Rangers mm-hmm. he's scored a few goals yeah he's, he, he is a worry when Rogic plays against Rangers um, I've always got a concern um, and that's why I think the the midfield three that I've went for can maybe stifle that a wee bit What's your Rangers 11 Barry? Obviously, Alan McGregor in goals, back four of Tavernier, uh, Golson, Balag, and Bassey. Um, midfield three of Lindstrom, Jack, and Kamara. Uh, Arebo, Roof, and Ryan Kent on the left hand side. Is left centre back any decision for you, or is that just no. a, a stick on for Balogun rather than Hillander? Balogun uh, for me, form wise, is better uh, at this moment in time. I like Hillander, um, but I think injuries been out for. A couple of months, he still looks a bit rusty, and also he's not involved in the the European squad. Um, that could maybe have got him another game or two. But for me, just now, the the pairing of, of Golston and Balogun is the strongest at this moment in time. How do you get at Rangers, Simon? I think well, if, if I'm well, Angel go for it anyway. But I think go go for it, go for the jugular. You've got that freedom to go to Ibrox and and really make a statement. And get at them from the start. Similar start to the last game when I think they came out the traps, caught Rangers cold, scored early doors, which always helps, gives you a lift. Uh, and I think they have to go and approach it the same way. I don't think they've got players there that can approach it any other way, to be honest, Rob. I think they've got guys there the way he sets up. I think the back line, yeah, there was questions at the start of the season and in Europe in particular. It was a new partnership at the back. I think they are growing. I think Hart behind them is quite vocal because I don't think... I think he's been on record saying that pairing aren't that vocal. I think he does a lot of organising for the back and mm-hmm. they've, they've grown and, as I said the other night, the proof is in the pudding with they've got the best defence in the league. But it'll be tested on Sunday and, you know, it's how they handle that. But I think from midfield to front, they've got a lot there that can go and uh, harm Rangers. And they've got the manager of the month for the third month running. I think it's a sign of, you know, the consistency that the boys have shown um, for sort of the last few months. Um, you know, our, our level of performance has been really good. You know, the results have obviously reflected that, but aside from that, I just think our level of performance has been really consistent, which is not easy to do because, you know, you're kind of, there are always um, different kind of battles, um, home, away, and working through various things. Um, so the fact that we've been able to, to the last few months and maintain a really strong level of performance uh, yeah I think you know, I'm really proud of um, and that, for that to happen it's not just the players it's obviously the staff who, who are making sure the players are ready for each challenge every week so um, yeah I think it's um, you know I think it's it's great credit to everyone involved It doesn't happen too often that does it when you get a three in a row for manager of the month it tells a story Barry Yeah it does um, 31 games unbeaten mm. it's, it's a fair record Rob, uh, normally the manager of the month is a curse, but it's not been the last couple of months, so hopefully it's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's a curse this weekend. Um, but listen, he's he's come in. Nobody knew too much about him. And to be honest with you, looking at it, the amount of changes, I don't know how exactly how many signings he's made. What, 14, 15, 16 signings? Some, get, hit, some hit rate, he said, yeah, of success. To get a team up and firing and... and um, 
they've won obviously the League Cup and they're sitting top of the league just now. He, he's done a he's done a fantastic job. There's you can't deny that. Um, but listen, we'll see what Sunday brings. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I've got to be honest with you. I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, I know normally when you say that it's a boring nothing each, but I, I just can't see it. Rangers need to go and throw everything at, at, at um, Celtic. And I believe Celtic will come the way they've approached every game this season in the league. And that's to go and try and win it and attack. Um, so I cannot wait for 12 o'clock uh, on Sunday and uh, we'll see who comes out and out on top. So a couple of sleepless nights uh, <laughs> before 12 o'clock comes round on Sunday. If Celtic get the result they're after, <clears> Simon, <throat> do you see them at that point if they've got two trophies tucked away being on the trail of the treble? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, that's that's within their capabilities. If you'd said that at the start of the season, I think any devout Celtic fan would have questioned that. You know, the quick turnaround that has happened here, the recruitment, as, as Fergie touches on there, I can't think of a failure from the, the ones that he's brought in, you know, in, in different levels. Jack and Mac has took a wee bit of time, but he's, he's, he's proven to, to be a great acquisition of late, scoring goals. If they get the result, they are in stronger than pole position you know I, th I don't see Rangers turning it round I know it's not impossible but six points and better goal difference I think it's all but over if they get the result and then obviously they, they've got the treble as the incentive but there's still a long way to go Barry's been saying it for a while must win for Rangers we need to win no matter what I mean it's an old firm game uh, of course if you look at uh, the standings, it's a big opportunity for us to uh, to go on level points. That's the, the objective we have. That's why, uh, you know, we work hard for uh, to to be the winners on uh, on Sunday. So, yes, we uh, we want to win, yeah. It's the Europa League quarter-finalists against the Premiership leaders. It's a really tough one to call, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, listen, if, well, the way I'm looking at Rangers win, game on. Celtic win, game, game over. over. Yeah, that that's that. Yeah. Honestly, and that's the way that I think. Um, I heard Gio just speak there. I think that's the way he's approaching it. Yeah, he knows, and I think every single Rangers fan know that Rangers need to win this game. And people say, oh, "My draws know the worst result." I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I still think it'll be tough if Rangers draw the game. Is it the worst result? No, it's no. But Celtic have still three points, fourteen goals. Rangers have got to win. Prediction: three-two Rangers. Simon reverse. 3-2 Celtic yeah. there's going to be goals <laughs> we're, we're guaranteeing goals but don't no, come back no, to us guaranteed no no <laughs> you're, you're getting nothing in writing uh, that's for sure it's going to be quite a game Barry and John Hartson with Paul on Sunday at uh, 12 o'clock uh, high noon at Ibrox quite a game in prospect and maybe quite a game in prospect in Qatar towards the end of November as well if Scotland can qualify for the World Cup finals and there's plenty to be done before we can say that for sure it will be Scotland against not just Iran and USA but Scotland, England as well at the World Cup could be something special The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more Let's go, go, go 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.